quickly now, Mark got in and out of his office. He was actually proud that he hadn't let himself get distracted by the million and one things still in his never-shrinking to-do pile. He approached his SUV from the driver's side, opened the door, shut it as he buckled in. He laid the coveted book on the floorboard of the passenger's side, and suddenly the passenger's door swung open. What the? I'm sorry, I need to talk to you. It was her again. The curvaceous woman who had tricked her way into his office weeks ago and later tried to make plans with him after visitors meet and greet. Though she wasn't dressed in tight, provocative clothes, he somehow managed to recognize her face. Even if he hadn't, he certainly would have remembered her perfume. Lady, are you crazy? Get out of my car. Just give me a minute, she pleaded. I'm not trying to do anything crazy, okay? And I'm sorry I tried to hit on you before. That was wrong. I just didn't know any other way to get to you. Mark opened his car door, stepped out. So are you going to get out now or when the police get here? She was still sitting there in the seat, from where he'd only seen one woman's face staring back at him, Charlotte's. The audacity of this woman to hop in his car. She must have been following him. Mark took a quick look around and noticed that the nearest car was at least 15 spaces away. This crazy lady must have been hiding on the other side of his car. His father would not have been proud that he'd let this woman catch him slipping. Don't call the police. I need to talk to you, she begged desperately. Mark was amazed at her acting skills, but they wouldn't be working today. I told you to make an appointment with my secretary. He can get you in touch with the counseling team. I didn't need to talk to the counseling team. You have what I need. What I have belongs to my wife, he clarified. Not exactly, she argued. Yes, it does, Mark stopped himself. Why am I arguing with this lady? He extracted his cell phone from his pocket and began to dial 911. Fine, she screamed. Finally opening the passenger's door, she looked at him from a standing position outside of his car, talking over the two front seats. You have something that belongs to me. Mark stopped shy of pressing the send button. With some distance between him and the woman, he felt like he might be able to work this out without sending her to jail tonight. Look, you obviously need help. I don't have anything that's yours, lady. My name is Bria, and you do have something that belongs to me. Will you listen to me? Please, for a minute. Maybe if he listened, he might get this woman out of his hair once and for all. So long as they were separated by two humongous car seats and a console, he could tolerate her for 60 seconds. Go. She took a deep breath as though she just finished running a sprint. Okay. First of all, I am a member here. I joined for the wrong reasons. But anyway, I'm glad I did. I met, she choked, I met Jesus this past Sunday. Thank you for introducing us. Mark froze. How long had it been since someone actually spoke such words to him? Months? More than a year? You're welcome, my pleasure. Secondly, you do have something that, well, used to belong to me. She flicked her long hair back, and it was wrongfully taken away. What? Amani. Amani? Mark had just begun to connect the dots when the unmistakable whiz of a bullet arrested his attention. In an instant, Bria looked behind herself, then flew back into Mark's car. 
A set of headlights sped towards them in the parking lot. Get in, he's coming. Mark jumped back in too, cranked up the ignition, threw the car in reverse, forward. Bria shrieked, let's go.